0: Hey guys, thanks for checking out this episode of the Scale Well Podcast. Before we get going on my 20-minute rant on the retention problem in the fitness industry, I wanted to tell you guys really quickly about our friends at the Medical Fitness Network. That's medicalfitnessnetwork.org. If you go and check out their site, you can create a profile there, and it'll help you gain exposure in the industry and also increase credibility. Especially with physicians who are looking for allied health professionals and fitness professionals who they can refer, to their, refer their patients to, and consumers who are looking for your specialized services. So go check that out. MedicalFitnessNetwork.org. Click join at the top and use promo code NUDGE SAVE 20. That will get you 20% off your membership. And now, without further ado, my 20 minute rant on the retention problem in the fitness industry. Hope you enjoy it. The Scale Well Podcast. How to use technology to scale your business. All right, guys, let's talk about retention. Now, we just got back, my team and I just got back from URSA, and we decided basically on the spot at URSA that we were going to do a new type of podcast, um, webcast for a lot of you. will actually get to see the video, which is usually more exciting when I have guests and stuff like that. Um And my co-founder Mac is on it, but today I'm going to be gesturing all over the place uh, because it's just me and you're going to have to listen to a quick 15, 20 minute rant from me on, you know, stuff we've been seeing lately in the industry. And today we're really, you know, we're really just going to talk about retention. Um, So it's, it's the last, one of the last pieces of fitness that I think is complete black magic to everyone out there. And One of the beautiful things about what we do here at Nudge is we're very plugged into multiple industries. So we can take some of the mindset of the consumer tech space, the consumer app space and apply it to healthcare and apply it to fitness and really tackle some interesting problems with, you know, what we're able to work on, what we're fortunate enough to work on over here day to day, which is really at its core, you know, enabling, empowering people to take control of their health and wellness Um, and that applies in a very special way to fitness but let's talk about how that applies to the retention problem in the fitness industry for fitness businesses out there. I know there are a lot of you in our audience so I'm excited to touch on it especially since I just got back from URSA and heard how the people out there are talking about it and and I'm not so much a, a long-time fitness insider. I mean, I came up as an athlete. I spent a lot of time in gyms working my butt off. But, you know, I hadn't spent a ton of time in the fitness industry. That's my co-founder, Mac, was a, a fitness trainer once upon a time. So he, ha- he carries more fitness industry-specific sp- uh, knowledge than I do. Um, but it's exciting for me to be able to talk about these topics because I see so many intersections with, you know, what other industries are doing. So let me just touch on a little bit of what I want to get to today, the retention problem in the fitness industry. So let me first frame, you know, who we're talking about when we talk about retention. Um, you know, you talk about personas and, uh, creating your avatar, your ideal customer. Um, that type of thinking is very relevant to retention. But it's not the same persona and the same avatar that, you know, you're really focusing on when it comes to retention, which is interesting to think about. And maybe uh, runs counterintuitive to, you know, what you're doing in a lot of a lot of cases. But, you know, I want to think about this more from kind of a mindset perspective about the mindset of those members who have come in and signed up. So. You know the fit, fitness into the fitness business challenge starts with getting enough people in the door and signed up and paying right. So that's the first battle. Step one: get enough people in the door, get enough paying customers, make enough sales. Basically, true in any any industry, right? And so that's where you create your you learn about and create your personas, right? Get that idea, right? Your ideal customer, but when you do inevitably sign people up, you're signing up people with all different mindsets. And this is even if you're a niche fitness business. Um, and actually had a lot of conversations with people at URSA about this topic, which is really interesting to me is you can forget when you're like a cycling studio or yoga or, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, you're catering specifically to maybe you have a specialization in a specific chronic illness. You work with a lot of diabetic, uh, clients, lots of different niches may think that you won't have a wide spectrum of mindsets, which are also personas. It doesn't, it's not just a physical or an age base or demographics persona. There's also a mindset personas. So you understand going in when you're thinking about retention, you've already signed up this actual broad, broader swath of people than you think of, even if you're niche, but obviously if you're, you know, have more broad appeal, if you're more of just a, you know, a classic gym setting, um you're going to have a broad swath of people and i want to break this down as simply as possible because <sighs> i don't want to overwhelm anyone this is supposed to be 101 this is high level but i think this is really valuable to talk about um because people miss it so often in in fitness this isn't where the conversation starts and it's always where the conversation to, should start is who are we focused on so who are the people that you're losing most commonly when you're losing a customer in fitness. So when you're losing a member, is it, you know, the people you really, really target with sales. So the people that are already committed, right? You have committed members who are really easy for you and and most fitness industry professionals to understand because it is you, right? You got into this because you have a passion for fitness. It's always been, or at least in the last few years, has probably been a really significant part of your life you're dedicated to making sure that you and you have prioritized that fitness piece of your life, of your lifestyle. So you're going to be just like these committed customers of yours, these committed members of yours that are in the gym on a regular schedule, whether that be an everyday schedule or a three days a week schedule, whatever that means, they're highly committed. They have built fitness from a mindset perspective into their daily routine. Um, that's not the person that you're going to be losing, right? That's not where the, where the retention battle happens because people vote with their money first when they come to you, signing up, giving you that first check um, to become a member and they vote with their time. Second, the money battle is a sales team battle. The retention battle is a time based battle, not a money based battle. So people vote with their time when it comes to retention question, right? And what I mean by that is, you don't lose a lot of people that are coming into the gym. They vote with their time when they show up, you've got them. Now, every now and then you might have someone who comes in on a fairly regular basis, go away for some reason. That's not, it's not going to be the most common reason though. Usually it's, they sign up. Um, they're one of these kind of lower level personas that I'm talking about. I'm going to get into it again at a high level here in a second, but they sign up, they maybe come a couple times, stay committed for a very brief period, and then slowly start disappearing, or very quickly disappear. And then you don't know what the heck happened, you never talk to them again, and three months later you hear from them and they're canceling. Um, they're like, I'm out. And you feel like there's nothing you could have done, right? Because they haven't come in. How can you save them if they're not coming in? Um, well, that therein lies the battle, right? You have to win their time. So, let's talk about who that really comprises. Then if it's not those committed folks, then we have to look at a couple of different personas. So I'm going to do just two other ones. Again, keeping it very high level, you have the kind of what I would call the balancer persona. It's right in the middle. Um, and the balancer persona is, I call it that because it's balancing all the factors of a life of a busy life This is the busy professional probably, middle management or higher busting their butt or maybe, maybe lower. It it doesn't matter really what they do, but they're very busy. Life is happening. Uh, you could have kids, they have all these different pressures and friends, they have all this stuff and they haven't perfectly factored in fitness to their routine. So it's always a struggle for them, especially periodically to make sure they're setting aside the time on a regular basis in voting with their time to come into the gym and get that workout in, to prioritize fitness. So how you win those people again, is not going to be something fancy in the gym because if the, if the retention battle isn't right, you've won if they come in the gym, right? So the retention battle happens in changing their behavior so that they fit fitness into their lifestyle. Right? So that's what we need to think about now, even further down the spectrum. Um, Is the last subset probably get a lot of these and they're probably very frustrating every year, but I call these the strugglers And the strugglers are a set of folks who have probably You know, they've maybe tried a bunch of different stuff in the past. It could be the serial dieter type They just could be people who haven't prioritized fitness ever before They're trying to get into it, but they've never really you know, they've had a lot of fits and starts, but have never really created a routine. They're the classic New Year's resolution case, right? Get a lot of those in the door January, February, and then they taper off. Some immediately, some within a couple months after that. But if we look at statistics across the industry, and this is something I just did, it's really useful. Ursa puts out a lot of great reports. They do this annual retention report on all the you know, averages of the fitness businesses across North America and how this breaks down is basically a third of all new members you sign up are going to be on within the first year on average. Now, if you dive deeper into the data, which, you know, probably y'all don't have a lot of time to do this. That's why I'm here. Um, but that third, um, is even more typically in unfortunately a lot of the sort of independent, smaller fitness businesses. It's even higher churn. So, it's going to be tough to grow a business and sustain a business, make a really sustainable business um, around, you know, a model where over a third of all your people that you bring in are gone within six, nine, 12 months. That's tough. And the way to fix that is not to focus on the committed subset though. You got to break yourself away from this. You can't think about it from your perspective, right? You think about from the member perspective, yes, that's the start. And then you think about it from the type of member that is not the one that's coming in the door. That's where it gets difficult, right? You have to kind of tap into a different mindset. So I like to start there because it drives me crazy that the conversation about retention doesn't start there enough in fitness. It's just like, here's some crazy ideas. Um, so with that in mind, (laughs) we know who you're looking for, right? you've got these people signed up. You're looking for the people who aren't coming in the door enough. Um, we know about how many that is, um, about a third and only about 44% of all the people you sign up will be in there for two years on again, North America industry average, according to URSA really useful research to have. Right? So there's a lot of those balancers in the middle too. You gotta keep (laughs) keep keeping in mind those people. And again, it's a time question. Retention is a time battle, not a money battle. So, the question becomes though, and the reason this is so difficult for a fitness business to wrap its head around for people involved in fitness to wrap your heads around is because it introduces another challenge that you're not really used to, you're used to, you know, thinking about making the sales, creating a great gym experience or in facility experience or boot camp experience, whatever in person experience you're providing. Now what's exciting about the retention problem in fitness. And maybe why it hasn't been touched on enough yet is because there are only in the last you know five years or so, starting to be a lot more technologies that are enabling the type of efforts that need to take place in order for retention to really improve. Because again, this isn't an in-house problem. If you think about something like a Myzone, right, where you set this up for your classes, group classes maybe, um, it's really cool, it's gamifying. Um, the class people are strapped on and, and they're, you know, seeing the rankings on live board, a leaderboard that's adding a lot of sizzle, but you've, for the retention game, you've already won that person. They've come in the door, they're voting with their time. It's the people that never made it to that group class that you need to worry about. That's really outside your frame of mind a lot of times if you're a fitness business. So here's where we like to focus. Um, so the question becomes how in the world Do we re-engage someone who's not coming in the door because that's the only time I can talk to them? How the heck am I supposed to have a conversation with them if they're outside the door? And that's where we need new strategies. So I can tell you how we handle that at Nudge. And again, this doesn't have nudge doesn't have to have anything to do with your solution technically, although I would certainly like it if it did, but just to give you an idea of why you need, obviously the why is obvious, but how you need to think about systematizing a way that you can have meaningful touch points with these people who aren't coming in the door. That's what we need to break through to is finding a way to have meaningful touch points. And there's research out there um, that I've seen that I've read where it's all about having meaningful touch points within that first 30, 60, 90 days, right? So the more meaningful touch points you can have with someone outside the facility, in between sessions, in between visits, depending on what you do, um, whatever you want to call it. Outside the facility, how can you have meaningful touch points with someone that provide a little value when it's unexpected, right? For, for a fitness perspective, outside of the facility, how do you reach that person? So email, you hear a lot, obviously, phone calls. If you do, if you look at, you know, member research, a lot of times you would see that members may prefer to get an email than a phone call. Well, that's because they can ignore it very easily, Right. Um, But, you know, one thing at least that I would say, and I'm not saying call them all, but the smartphone is the tether that can tie you to any member, anywhere, anytime, right? If you can tap into their everyday lifestyle and give them some kind of meaningful information that they actually get and they actually engage with in some way, The smartphone is the right way to get it to them because I haven't gone probably an hour of waking time in the last year without looking at this once, maybe on a vacation, but that's about it. So this is the key, right? This is that thing that can tap you into any member, anywhere, whether it's a struggler, a balancer or a committed person. So I think your strategy for retention has to start here. I hope that makes sense fit into their lifestyle where they already are. This is a concept, winning time is a concept that is really, you know, popular and known in the kind of mobile app space, the consumer app space, because that's the battle there. It's a little more obvious, but in fitness it's an enormous opportunity because people aren't tapping into it enough just because they haven't had to think about the problem enough, right? So this is where living in the modern age provides so many amazing opportunities to a fitness business. So, the way we do it at Nudge, for example, we give you a, a smartphone app that can be branded to your business, or it could just be Nudge, and you could reach out to them through this and provide a couple touch points, you know, that are relevant to these people, just by taking a couple minutes, you know, a couple times a month to fire through, send them a quick message, try to make it personal if possible. But just a couple of personal touch points within the first few months can make such a huge difference in terms of retention because reaching those people that aren't coming in the door, the people that are coming in the door, again, you've won. They've voted with their time. But if they haven't come in the door, the only way to reach them is some other means that is already fitting into their lifestyle because you haven't managed to fit into their lifestyle yet. The way you provide more value in this world is to tap into more time, provide more value for more time, uh, to your, to your customers, whatever your business may be. So, you know, we provide a solution for that for sure, but what we really want to see more and more is industry professionals, whether it's owners, GMs, what have you, um, membership counselors, thinking about the retention problem from, you know, new perspectives like I'm talking about here. So, um, I hope that all made sense to you again, we're going to do some of these coming up. This is, Admittedly, a total rant, and I hope it's provided some value. Please let us know though if it has. Go to ScaleWell Podcast, search it in your favorite podcast app. It should be there for you. Go to NudgeCoach.com, um, or go straight to NudgeCoach.com/blog and check out our our information there. But I definitely ho- hope you'll check out more episodes of the ScaleWell Podcast too, because most of these our interviews with industry thought leaders who are much more prepared to talk about stuff than I am right now. This is just a rant based on my experience at URSA, but I hope it's been valuable to you. I'm thinking about things hopefully from a new perspective that will help you provide more value to more of your members so you can keep them longer, keep them paying longer, save some of that revenue that could be going out the door month after month by people canceling. If you can win that battle, then all the efforts that your sales side is doing are going to be all the more valuable right because if lifetime value doubles then the more sales you make that's starting to be a really sustainable business and sustainable growth and maybe you open more facilities i don't know but it could get great so that's all i have for today thanks for listening to this i'm phil Bean, one of the founders of nudge coach please check us out nudgecoach.com and we'll talk to you again soon